1: Hi guys, Johnny Cochran here Get your brand on board with our pod With a sponsorship campaign And get into the earphones of 100,000 plus Highly engaged parents Within our show and across ACOS Other famous podcasts I'll even come up with a creative for you Get in touch via producerpool.co.uk And we'll have a chat about how it works
2: The How's Your Father podcast
1: With Johnny Cochran And now, here's Johnny and welcome to another how's your father episode this is a podcast a podcast a podcast dedicated to all things fatherhood we like to get into the real minutia of the fatherhood world and if you've listened to this podcast before you will know that I am renowned for bringing on to this podcast wonderful guest and today is no different because, yes, yet again, I have delivered a sensational guest. I am joined by a father and a hilarious comic, Mr. Paul Tonkinson. <laughs> hey.
2: Hello, hello,
1: mate. Nice to hear from you. You well? <laughs> I am, I, 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 yeah. I'm i pretty good, I'm pretty yeah. good Yeah, most parents have, um, if not completely fried their brains now At this stage of lockdown, they're uh, approaching their end And I am approaching my end How old are your kids, sorry, I don't, don't
2: know How old are your kids?
1: Um, I have one, and he's 18 months now So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. L- yeah, lots of energy being drained yeah. there
2: and, But you are also a father as well? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got three kids I've got, um, George is 22 20- I'm not, I'm not always great on ages. George is 22. That's uh, awful that, isn't it? I'm not a great I'm not great on details. Bonnie is my daughter is 21. She's just had her 21st birthday and Rudy is 18 so yeah right. late, late teens early 20s starting to leave different, completely different uh, end of uh, your experience but demanding in its own way and good fun I fun. do love
1: the fact that you know in terms of things that might stump you your
2: children's ages is, is really good well, well no, with, with the elders I'm not I'm never quite sure whether he's 22 or 23 in uh, November I think he's 22 I think I'm fairly I'm fairly sure he's 22 <laughs> all I know is, all I know is he's Stronger than I am at the moment. That's there you the man I'm dealing with. He can bench press more than me, and I'm just I'm coping with that. who, who cares about
1: age? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your new measurement for uh, dealing with him. Yeah, no, not years. Strength. Yes. I like that. Yes. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we are at different ends of the spectrum. You very much completed parenthood. Uh, you at 18? Are you kind of you know? Are you a parent that looks at it and thinks of oh, I've pretty much done my job now? And obviously, you're going to have uh, the ongoing loving relationship but, you know, at the house, are you that kind of
2: parent? Well, I mean, it's sort of it, I think lockdown changed a lot of things, in not it, because kids ended up spending more time with, with, with the family and I must say, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I love having my kids around although I, I accept that they have to go, of course they have to go, we're the bow they're the arrow and all that kind of thing, I totally get it, but letting go, it can be a little bit tricky. When my son first left for university at 18 I coped with it pretty bad. I, I was, I coped with it pretty badly. He, he, he came in once and had been drinking. Um, and he was, he was sort of a bit sleepy and he was asleep on the sofa. This was about a month before he left. And I just looked at him and just wept. I was just, I was just like, <laughs> I was, was going to miss him so much, but, uh, but when it happened, it was easier. Cause I dropped him off at university at Manchester and I, I went to university as well, and my dad dropped me off in the same car park that I dropped my son off like 30 years later. There's a circularity to it, do you know what I mean? And, and then also you see kids coming from all over the country, and, and you realise it's irresistible. Of course he has to leave, of course, do you know what I mean? It's that you, you can't fight it, and by fighting it, you, you render yourself ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I, I love having, round, having them round, but you, you've, got, you've got to let them go, you know, of course.
1: I, I, I do I just love the fact that when you um, retold that story, you were like, "And he, you know, my son was get drunk, and he was eighteen. You knew his age at that point, yeah. yeah. That, that, was, that was a specific
2: one. <laughs> Those are the good old days when I knew." <laughs> um, but he's he's a, he's actually Mexico at the moment. He, he chipped off to Mexico about a week ago um, to do some volunteer work sort of, and... Um, Sorry, that
1: makes it sound like he's a, involved with a Mexican cartel there, you know? well, let's hope not.
2: There was a lot of chatter about that. Let's hope that it doesn't work out like that. <laughs> um, he'd, been, he'd been a teaching assistant for a while and he just wanted to get away from it. I know it's a little bit dodgy at the moment, but his girlfriend was out there and a lot of, a lot of them are going to Mexico, so he's gone there for a couple of months. So I'm missing him. And then my daughter came back for a couple of weeks. She went to Bristol today, uh, not two days ago, but she's been on the she's been on the phone in, in tears already since she left. Do you know what I mean? So he's still very involved. And then my young son he's he wants to leave in um, September. And when he go when they've all gone, I, I do think I'll re- I'll really miss it. Honestly, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna find that very difficult. I must say.
1: So so it, it's it's so interesting that you're speaking about like your children who are all adults now. Um, so if we took it back to the start and mm-hmm. kind of how we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you think about your role or, or how you thought of your role as a father when you first had young children. How did you look at it in those days compared to, say, how you've detailed it now, where you are a little bit more distant from them, but obviously very emotionally
2: involved in, in everything well, well, I, that they do? I, it's been a real journey for me. I mean, the when I was thinking about this today, because I knew I was going to do the podcast, and I would say, when I was in your situation, um, I really wasn't ready to be a dad when I became a dad. But it was almost like in my life, I've realized that the best way, the best thing for me to do is act on good impulses and then grow up later. So I got married about 27, 28, and I knew it was the right thing to do. I wasn't quite ready, but I did it. And I grew up later. And then I knew I wanted to have kids. I wasn't quite ready to, but I, so it was a process. When I was your age, when I was your, at your stage, maybe a little bit later, when I was like pushing kids around in the parks and, and they're on swings and stuff, um, I felt like a real loser. I just, I just felt like, I just felt I, there was uh, there was loads of enthusiastic dads in Stoke Newington in sandals and really getting, really getting. Into it. <laughs> I just thought I've got no career, it's gone tits. Here I am, I just felt I, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm ashamed now because my attitude totally changed. But then, it's not like I, I, I resented them. I just wasn't grown up enough. Do you know what I mean? It was a process. I wasn't quite ready. You know, um, and so I've grown up a lot more now. I've, it's been a process of surrendering to them, and now you say. I'm a bit more distant, but in fact, I'm emotionally more connected with them than I've ever been. But it took me, um, till they're about eight or nine, maybe seven or eight, before I really dropped my shoulders to what being a dad was and really, really took it on. And when I did, I wasn't an absent dad before, don't get me wrong, I was always there, but I was always fighting it a little bit. Or like there was a battle between my career and my kids and my family, and that was the age where I just thought, I'm just all in with the family now, that's that's all that's all. And my life got a lot richer as a result. And obviously, I became a better dad. Um, yeah, so, so, so it's been a process. But when I was your age, I wasn't great.
1: I wasn't so great. Uh, just to be clear as well, when you say my age, uh, that's my play, my playing age, what my agent would tell you. I can do any anything. 25...
2: <laughs> 25- <laughs> Up to 30, 30, sit- course, in your 30s. Course, man, yeah. Yeah. It's more your stage. It's more your stage. <laughs> being about. Do you know what
1: I mean? I know, yeah. I know. So, so when you talk about your career as well, by the way, everything you said is so, so interesting. Like, you've just dropped probably the most fire first five minutes this podcast has ever seen. I'm, I'm well involved right now, yeah, well okay. involved. <laughs> um, so when you talk about your career and how yeah. that was um, a kind of... Jarring um, experience between your demands, the demands on you as a father, and your personal goals. If you like, Um, how did you, I guess, reconcile those two? And what, like, what led you to eventually take on that mantle of just being all in with your fatherhood?
2: Did you feel like you had to give up something about yourself? Well, I mean, it was sort of, it was just more of a sort of um, initially. When, when i when I, I had my big career break a long time ago it feels like talking about a different person um i got a I got a gig uh, hosting the big breakfast which was a obviously a big show channel four terrestrial telly it'd been a gig i had been after for ages i'd i'd visualized i'd focused i'd done my meditations i'd gone in for the auditions i'd smashed it i'd, I'd, I'd owned the whole thing i'd made it i'd manifested do you know what i mean i was away it was brilliant um and then the first couple of weeks I was doing the show, both kids had chicken pox. My wife had chicken pox. And you're immediately separated from the family then. When they need you most, you've got to keep your distance because you've started a new show. And I'll, it's just very jarring. It's just not... It, I, I just I just felt a kind of... That my work was separating me from my family. And I wasn't quite comfortable with that. It wasn't quite... It didn't, I, I, I realised over time that... Um, my work didn't give me as much as my family did, but it was a slow process. Then in about 2006, I had a gig. Uh, I was hosting a radio show in Manchester, um, and that involved um, being away from the family from, like, Sunday night until Friday afternoon, and it was a lot of money. Uh, and I'll be honest, I'm quite money-orientated. I like, I like money. I like to be able to support everything, you know. Um, but I was away for a year doing it, and it was really... I just felt so miserable on my own being away from them and it caused a lot of damage i just felt it i was away at crucial times and i regret that now i regret the decision to take the job um and i just came back and said i'm never going to go away again that's it and um and life just got so much better and simpler then because i I was always fighting it was always like i was having these great conversations my my wife was acting happy that i got this big gig and but at the same time i knew it was like I just you know it's a, it's a cliche isn't it it's a bit it's, you know home is where the heart is and all that but it took me a long time to realize that and when I did it was really powerful and life's changed since you know it's just um it's just got loads better it's got loads better I, um, I, I
1: mean I mean look our, our listeners this is what I always kind of you know have to preface our conversations with like um our listeners won't be of hosting the big breakfast or you know doing yeah, yeah, big yeah, yeah, gigs course, in radio but they will also find that that conflict between you know earning money and uh, and yeah. being there and present in you know for your children and I just wonder whether the urge to earn money that you kind of hinted at is that something that you perceived your role as a father to be? in terms of supporting financially
2: the family oh, yeah without a shadow of a doubt definitely definitely i mean i used to feel it um i used to feel it when i walked uh, away when i when i came back into the house when when i was a young dad and i had two two three kids um it was like a weight as i went through the door i felt this i felt this responsibility to keep it to just support everything keep it all going and that was the thing about manchester because uh, I was doing the gig and so I used to, and I'd studied at Manchester and I used to be like, um, I used to go out partying a lot when I was a kid in Manchester. So I used to think, I used to find myself physically changing as I drove up the motorway to Manchester. <laughs> <So> I'd, set, <laughs> I'd set off from London and I'd be like, family, you know, I'd, I'd be real down to leave my family, you know, quite emotional. And then I'd sort of start feeling my body changed a bit around Birmingham. I start to feel it. I to feel it. And by the time I got into Manchester, I am like, ah, come on, I'm having it. You know, it was just like, it was, it was, it was like two separate sides of my personality to square off, you know? And, and the thing is, you've got to take, I had to take Manchester home, because I couldn't leave home for Manchester. Do you know what I mean? I just couldn't, I'd have been, I'd have been over, you know? Um, so you're always trying to marry off different sides of your personality. But But yeah, in terms of pressure, to earn definitely De- definitely and also pride in doing that in being able to do that there's something about that that's it's undeniably satisfying but you can feel the weight Def- you can definitely feel it yeah um, and I that- can do and do you at
1: this stage because um, we're kind of going a- around um, I don't mind jumping back and forth in the timeline. It's a real you know Netflix style podcast. this one is <laughs> uh, the little chronology. but so when you contrast that to now um, yeah. do you like what demands do, do you feel are on you as a father at this stage compared to that having to earn uh, is it much more of an emotional um, provision that you need to provide?
2: I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've been we've been really, really lucky because um, due to factors outside my control related to my wife um, and uh, where she worked, and she ended up having shares and where she worked, and I don't have to worry that much about money anymore. Um, which is a, it's it's an incredible state to be in. Uh, like a few years ago, we, had, we were in massive debt, massive debt, and and it. it and ironically, every month was like, "Can I pay the mortgage?" and I, And I had to say yes to all gigs, just yes to everything. And I look back now at that period and realize ironically, I quite liked it because I just had to do it. Again, life was simple. I just had to do everything. so now so now I don't have to do anything. And I don't really want to. <laughs> because, because as humans, you tend to go to, you tend to get, if the lockdown starts anything, you go to your base level of existence. You do the least amount possible to maintain your current lifestyle. <laughs> so it's left me a bit discombobulated. So, so in terms of support and everything, I don't have to worry so much about supporting everything now, which is, it's, it's incredible. Um, I'm still tight though. I don't want them spending loads of money and all that. I'm still like tight Uh, (laughs) Northern. But it's more, it's more of an emotional thing now. It's more, it's more, to be honest, it's more about letting them go. It's about letting the older kid go and straddling that. And he's at a stage now where he just thinks I'm an idiot because, (laughs) because he's reached that stage where, everything I say is wrong, you know, about f- football, politics, everything's wrong, because he has to take over. That's what, that's what being a, a parent is. It's a hand, ultimately, it's a handover. Uh, and, and he's stronger than me physically. Um, and he's, he looks at me now and he thinks I can see it in his eye he just thinks I'm an idiot he, he just that's how it, that, he just sees an idiot
1: he probably remembers back he's like I remember being 18 and pissed and my dad crying so I thought he's an idiot that yeah, this bloke <laughs> doesn't even know how old I am why should I, why
2: should I <laughs> this sorry that is, that is my dog scratching because she wants me to feed her um <laughs> well can i can i just feed her a little bit yeah please please
1: feed, please feed the dog yeah we are animal lovers on the podcast anyway so that's fine
2: the dogs the dogs become like another kid right so the dog <laughs> just bosses me around i just spend my just i just spend ages just looking after her one minute i won't be a second
1: that's see. okay
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: There we go.
1: Silence. Silence. Nice one. A happy customer. There we go. <laughs> how, we'll, we'll, how
2: how? how how did you find being a, being a young parent, being being a young dad? I mean, in terms of adjustment to it, I mean, I remember when my kid was a baby, with my first one, George, I felt really happy, and there moments where I felt really peaceful. But do you know? I mean, I, I, do you know at all what I mean about not understanding what the role? You, you your generation might be a bit more connected than me. I don't know whether I was a bit emotionally disconnected or whatever, but I just sort of I felt responsibility, and I, of course I loved him, but I hadn't quite accepted. Uh, that sort of feeling of like you're the frame they're the picture kind of thing do you know what i mean there Was still i still wanted i still wanted my own stuff you know i don't, I don't know there's was, there's was a thing it took me a while to. i was just interested to see how
1: i've i think it is so interesting that you say it and and for the where i am at as well i mean we we, we were talking a little bit just before the pod about the fact that you know lockdown's kind of shaken the comedy world up a little bit and i think that there's a pressure on anyone in industries, not just in entertainment, but ones that are volatile, shall we say, um, in terms of thinking, uh, is this obviously going to affect how I provide for my family and also how I perceive myself as a father And the influence I'm going to have Over my child But mm. on the You know With one hand It giveth And the other It taketh away Like the other side The positive side Is I've been Way more present Than I would Otherwise be right. yeah. I, I'm, I'm around every day And I think that You know A lot of dads Will I mean Obviously The gender the typical, typical gender roles have changed a little bit over time, but what we would still see is more dads are going out to work and yes, mums yeah, would be at home. Yeah. And then obviously lockdown has forced dads to be around their kids a lot more and probably let them know that
2: actually they don't want to be around anymore. They want to get out, <laughs> go to work. And that was their safety net. So. It is nice. it is, well, it's a nice thing as a stand-up to, to get in a car and go to work and come back eight hours late and you've earned some money. That's really nice. There's a simple... Uh, pleasure in that, um but yeah. And another thing about being a stand-up is you can be there. You can walk them to school. You can a lot of the time. You can pick them up from school. There's some there's some great stuff around it. You just miss the Friday Saturday night stuff. You miss the weekend stuff. So there's you know as you say, giveth and taketh away. um Yeah, but it, so it so it changes. But lockdown's been a real. It's been a very confrontational experience for a lot of families, isn't it? Because you just you're all you, together for a while. You can not leave. There's been, it's, it's been a real journey. There's been times where, especially my youngest, bless him, he's, he's 17, 18 and he's at a performing arts college in South London. And he wants to be there and he's, he's at home and, it's, and, and he can't even see his mates. And it, and, you know, it's been, it's, I think it's been very hard on the youth. I think it's been really hard on the youth.
1: I think the hardest, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've said to my wife, like, the, the time I wouldn't want this to have happened the most is in those uni days or going travelling. Those experiences when you're a young person are so necessary in form, formulating you as a person. Yes, you know, sure. uh, yeah, th- yeah. I don't think there's a substitute for it. And I, yeah. I just I just want to um, kind of maybe go back as well in really terms cool. of your have a you now have a full kind of picture well you know obviously you you still continue as a father but you have a full picture of parenting up until adulthood with all yes. of your children and was there a particular stage that you found to be the most challenging and did that
2: surprise you or did, or was it something that you were kind of always expecting i think I think it's been constantly challenging. I think it was a realization that I had fairly recently that you're as uh, happy as your unhappiest kid. Um, It's just as simple as that. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If one of your kids is unhappy for any reason, it's very hard. I find it very hard to, to deal with that. And also as they get older, of course, you get more powerless. So the great thing about an eighteen-month-year-old is that you know they'll they'll tell you what's wrong and communicate, and you can make it better. And up to the age of seven, eight, you can do that. And teenager, but if my eighteen-year-old's in trouble, he doesn't even want me to make it better. Do you know what I mean? And I can see I can see kids in pain. You can't do anything about it. Not only that, if you try, it embarrasses them. Um, that's the, that, that that's quite quite a tricky thing. Do you know what I mean? So it it it, it increases in complexity. Um, but yeah, that that i like see my daughter um, when uh, she was having problems with a relationship and she, like her heart was breaking and you can't do anything. It's awful. It's so it's so tough, man. You can't. You just got to sit there. You just can't do anything. It's awful. So it's that sort of uh, that powerlessness is pretty is pretty tricky. Obviously by now the lessons are in that you've given them and whatever. Um, so I found that I found that quite surprising. Yeah.
1: And and with regards to yourself and your wife, you talked mentioned earlier. How did you come to sort of like organise yourselves as a couple, uh, as a parenting force, if you like, with regards to who did what and how you tackled the task of parenting?
2: Yeah, that was that sort of. Uh, I, I find that, that couple a lot of couples get a lot more uh, traditional once kids once kids happen like i remember in my i think all a lot of generations go through it and we'll, we'll see what happens with this one but when i was like in my early early 20s mid 20s pre-kids there was a lot of chats about uh just equality and what that would mean do you know what i mean sort of and and and, and it was great and everyone was going to be really equal it's all gonna be great and then kids happen um and you realize that Dad, dad can get up at three in the morning and get some formula milk together, and that's dad can do that. Um, but all it means is dad's a mess in the morning, kid doesn't sleep as well, mum's awake anyway. So just, 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 just get the kid in. Do, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> things can evolve quite, quite, quite traditionally. Um, and I don't think that that was a too too bad a thing really i, th- I think i think i think it was okay we were we, we, i think that's part of my makeup as well it's just like i'll learn uh so that and you don't have to and, and my, my wife's a great mum she's she's like she's she's just she's very maternal and she's great really soft with the kids great with the kids so it's so it's quite a traditional relationship in some ways it's ironically it's changed now as we get a bit older my wife goes out to work more now and I'm more in my wife like um if there's a problem with the house, my wife either fixes it or gets someone else into fi- to fix it. I'm the emotional guy. I'm, I'm like, if my daughter's in tears, I'm the guy. I'm the guy she rings. You know what I mean? If someone's got a real emotional problem, I'll sit through and talk it through. But my, my wife's a bit more. My wife's a real dynamo. She's more, she's sort of quite traditional, sort of male values really. There's been a bit of a handover recently. Um, so it's been quite fluid, but initially, when it was at your stage, it was it was quite traditional, quite quite quickly, out, out of pure necessity, really. Did you um,
1: fight that that process of changing, or was it something that really unsettled
2: you at first, or has it quite naturally developed? It, it, initially, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going back uh, again. I mean, sorry, the, the timeline's a bit messed up. I remember being a new parent. The overwhelming thing was. Uh, a massive fatigue wasn't it just absolute just never been as tired before in my life uh, to the extent that i thought it was a, some sort of joke you know just like so it feels like torture it's like this cannot continue you know so and sleep becomes the currency your only currency is sleep who's had sleep you have 20 minutes and i'll have 20 minutes so <laughs> you're just getting through it you're getting through it together and so you just do you want to do what what makes it easier hence like my wife breastfeeding in the middle of the night that's easy for everyone the kid likes it we were always like get the kid in bed, don't 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 let them cry out and all that. You know, do you know we were always very just, quite, again, quite traditional, just the, if the kids, if there's a problem with a the kid, they're upset, just get them in bed. Just, just 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 give them what they want to make them feel better in that moment. Um, and then over the years, once I realised that work wasn't as important to me as I thought it was going to be and family was m- a bit more crucial, I started spending more time around the house and my wife has got to work every day. So there's sort of little, there's little handovers there that just happened very, very naturally. Like, and I found myself doing more cooking or, or or tidying up a bit before she gets in. <laughs> <laughs> so just realising with half an hour to go, she's coming back from work. I got and I was doing things like driving her into work and picking her up and all that all that sort of stuff. You just become more of a. If you're lucky, um, you become more of a team. Our, our relationship got a lot better when we, um, when we gave up the lists. I always think with couples, it's like. You have lists. You well, I did this. No, no, but you did that. Yeah, but I did this and this and this. Yeah, but then I and then after a while, if you're lucky, if you can do it, just shred the lists. My life got loads better when I decided I was never going to leave my kids again and tilt the axis of my life to family. And also when I just did what my wife wanted, <laughs> <laughs> just, as, just as a basic thing. What? What? She, again, it sounds it sounds really traditional and a bit naff. But once I just said whatever you yeah what, yeah what, whatever you want yeah what, what what do you want to do with the house I want to yeah I just, I just, <laughs> I just, um, it saves time he tends to make better decisions anyway I just get to have more fun and it's not like she's a tyrant do you know what I mean she just likes certain colours or whatever I, I don't care I don't care what colour the kitchen's going to be do you know what I mean? do do what you want do you know what I mean and and again my life got a lot better. When, when i did that as well was just stop rowing so much there's a lot of rows early doors um a lot of it because you're so tired and things happen and, and you're both adjusting as well two becomes three you're adjusting to this thing and then three becomes four and then there's more of them than there are of you and it's like just 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 growing up and just saying just to just giving people what they want a bit more, you
1: know. It's a fantastic insight, and I think you're really hitting the kind of nail on the head with regards to... Because, because lockdown maybe uh, may have expedited a lot of these natural... Um, occurrences that would happen anyway. Mm. But I've found that, particularly in my my industry, our industry, my wife is now more of the traditional breadwinner because right. work's so inconsistent. And then course, you yeah. find again, if if you had any preconce- preconceptions about uh, being a, it's some kind of masculine role, which is just you know hunter gatherer provider, yeah. that's just yeah. gone out the window. And you yeah. do have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of provide something else. So, so when we, when we, uh, when you think about the per- societal perceptions of masculinity yeah. and how that has tied in, what, what do you? Because I know you've explained your personal experience, but what do you believe is the expected norms and, and goals of a, a of a man heading into fatherhood now? Because it, it's short, surely changed over the course of. You know, uh, since you've been you've been a dad,
2: I, I, I think there's a lot expected. Do you know what I mean? I, I expect that there's more expected of you than than, than there was of of me of, for, for, for for quite good reasons, I imagine. And just like men are expected to be, but it, it sounds really northern and old old school and stuff. You know, I wasn't born in I wasn't a dad in the forties or anything. Do you know what I mean? It was just like <laughs> we we're expected to be there at the birth and stuff and all this, but this constant. Um, Idea of uh, you know consciousness around around gender and behavior and language and stuff and like loads of good things about it but it brings there's a pressure it, I feel the pressure on you to be all things at all times is uh, would have been more more than the pressure I had do you know what I mean I felt pressure to to be there to to, to look after people but you know maybe maybe you're a bit more pressured to be there and be conscious. And be present and all, that, you know, and all, and all that stuff, and and be attentive to her moods. But don't, you know, but but still, don't, you know, all this stuff, you know, all these caveats constantly. Um, so, good luck with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've completed it already. Yeah, moving. No, you, you've been in an accelerated. I mean, your learning curve to go into lockdown with a newborn like that must have been mass massive just mad, literally no escape i mean it's it's crazy. i can't even imagine that i mean i mean i was still when i talk about taking a while to grow up and stuff when my kids were like 3 or 4 i was still going out on all nighters and stuff like and just coming in at 6 in the morning 7 in the morning or sometimes i'd go out all night and they'd be getting ready for school and i'd just i just i just, rock, just rocked up after night out Do you know what i mean just stuff like that you know um, behaviours that you have to let go because they're so incongruous. It's just like you're there and you've been out all night and you, your kids are getting, and your, your wife's making breakfast for your kids and you're just sweating around the kitchen. It's like, what, 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 who's this guy? You know, or, 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 or you find yourself creeping into your own house at like four in the morning. You know? It's just like, this is not what life should be like, you know, but it took, that's sort of what I mean about letting go of stuff and just sort of, but it's a growing up thing, you know, it's a growing, it's it's, it's a, I'll just, that's what I mean as time went on those behaviors fell away and, and the bad stuff came forth you know I think sometimes people want to wait until they feel ready to have kids or everything's got to be just right and I would say it's never going to be just right you know you, you got you, you get these feelings now again with certain people who think this could work or whatever I just trying for me I just I just follow those instincts and things got right later <laughs> You know, it just sort of... I don't know. It, that's how it had to be with me. Because if, I, if it, I, I wait until everything was right, it would have never been right,
1: you know. It, a lot of it is just really, really resonating. I, I, I get a lot of it, you know. I i mean, maybe it's the fact that I've been in lockdown, but that night out that you've been on all night really seems attractive to me, right? Now. I don't <laughs> mi- i don't mind sneaking in for... You know, give me a couple, you know. I mean, there's a beer garden open. I'm willing to sweat in the kitchen while my 18-month-old watches here. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, um, that is, it's, 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 it's really, really fascinating. So now, um, we always on the on the podcast we yeah. try to because it naturally happens anyway. But um, we have dedicated a little fu- uh, function at the end of a podcast yeah. for you to give advice to any dads. Um, and uh, you've, as I say, you've been given some advice as you've gone, but yeah, a yeah. specific tip, and this feature is called Get Your Tips Out for the Dads. Okay? (laughs) So you can think about it while I sing the intro. Get your tips out. Get your tips
2: out. Get your tips out for the dads. Paul Tonkinson. Right. Uh, Tips, tips. I mean, I suppose I've been a bit... I've given a few tips already. I mean, I would say... um, I would say... Hmm... Tips... I would say just, 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 just give them everything. Just, I'll t- it's, it's more of a basic philosoph- philosophical point. Really, the more you give to them, the more you're going to get. Um, they will think you're an idiot at times. Don't take it. Don't take it personally. Um, if your kids are being, if your if your four year old is being bullied by another four year old. Don't run up to the four-year-old and start swearing at them. <laughs> <laughs> good, that's a good tip because that's that's frowned upon. Uh, <laughs> when you see people messing with your kids, you just go crazy. I mean, I just went, I went crazy. Um, yeah, that tip was brought to you by your local police constabulary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um And uh, what can I, what else can I say? Try and try and uh, yeah, just 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 surrender. Try and you know try and have a, have, have money to hand uh, when they need it. Be prepared for lots of driving, uh, lots of pickups. Basically, when my when, when when I had a kid, my dad said to me, he said, "Your life's tilted on your access now." When I had when I first when my, my child arrived, George, first one, and I was in the hospital singing at him, I was so happy, I was singing, you're gorgeous, I <laughs> do anything, you know, I was just singing away, and my dad said, oh, your life's tilted on your axis now, and it took me a while to realise, but but after about, as I say, seven or eight years, which is a long time, <laughs> it's a long time, I did, and everything just got so much better.
1: Oh, I love that, I love that, tilted on what <laughs> one, one thing then as well, I mean, again, yeah. you may have addressed it in the other thing, is there anything that you look back on, that you had a. Is there any regrets that you had? A specific regret that you think if I'd done that, I would have really handled that
2: differently. Yeah, I mean, I I, I regret, as I said in the th- in the thing, working away for a year in Manchester. I'll never get that back. I'll never yeah. get that time back. My, my youngest was like he was three, four years old. I'll never get that back. I always regret that. Um, and. Uh, I mean, I've occasionally I've I've lost my temper around the house and made a bit of a fool of myself. I regret all those very quickly. You just you just regret it really quickly. Um, I've never laid hand on them. I've never done that. But just sometimes you see you, you scare your kids and it's awful. You you, you uh, not of course not everyone does. it, But occasionally I've just lost it. And I, I regret I regret those moments. I managed to I managed to retain dignity around them till they were probably about 16, 17 in terms <laughs> of like booze and other stuff. I was always like quite traditional, they're never gonna see me drunk. I can't say that now. <laughs> after, after lockdown, I can't say. and also as they become teenagers, um, and they were going through, they were, you know, experimenting with various uh recreational behaviors and stuff. I was in no position to judge them on that because of my, my experience. So it was always like, um, just communication. Do you know what I mean? Just, 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 I always communicated with them about it. We've always had a very good relationship around stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they've seen me a little bit messy occasionally during lockdown and that's not great.
1: No, that, that that's that's going to be something that a lot of people around the country, certainly myself, uh, we, we all understand that.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah but, yeah. but it's not great, though, is it? It's not. No, great. no, no. <laughs>
1: but we, we, it's something that we all say. No, not great. No, no, no. Yeah, it happened. It happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, you have been sensational, uh, sensational guest. Really, have. Can you okay. tell our listeners where they might be might be able to find you if they follow you follow you on social media or if there's any other projects well, that you can tell uh, them about?
2: Well, I'm, uh, I mean i've got i've got a podcast <laughs> i've got, Rival. A, I've got a, a it's a running podcast called running commentary so i do that every week with rob Deering, and we chat about stuff but that's it's running but obviously into other things i've got my book out which i wrote last year about the Marathon 26.2 Miles to Happiness. That's out on Amazon, uh, which I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed writing. And I'll be doing gigs when it's open, when this thing opens up that we don't quite understand what it's going to be yet. I'll, I'll, I'll always be gigging. But yeah, th- those are the main things. And I'm on Twitter under my own name, just my own name. There's no no great shakes.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, nothing else for me to do but just to thank you again for coming on the podcast. And guys, we will see you next time.
0: A podcast from producer producerpaul.co.uk.